This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Welcome to episode 98, Optimizing Your Hydration in Winter. And you're probably wondering why the hell I'm talking about hydration in winter. And there's a good reason for this. It's because cooler temps basically equals less hydrating. Or you might feel like there's a less of a need to drink water. But that's definitely not helpful. Because here's the thing. Cooler temperatures outside and maybe even indoors in case you're not bumping the heat and things like that. Cooler temperatures actually cause the air to be a little bit more dry. Uh, It doesn't really matter on the climate and location, wherever you're located. I mean, even in humid Florida, sometimes in the indoor temperature, because you are bumping the heat, that's going to dry out the, the air as well indoors, even in a humid climate. So that therefore forces your body to humidify the air that you breathe through every single breath, or more specifically when you're exhaling. Um, as well as when you're inhaling really, because, you know, any fluid that is going to be in your, basically your, your lung area. All right. So that's just gonna dry. Unfortunately, that's because that's, what's going to be used to, um, humidify that air that you're breathing and make it more comfortable for you to inhale and exhale. Okay. So you lose more water than you can even imagine and more water than you even realize when you're just breathing. So when you're just being and breathing and when you're alive, you're losing fluids during colder temps. I know it's kind of mind boggling, but this is something that is often looked over. And unfortunately, when folks are hitting the slopes, maybe they're doing some skiing, snowboarding, snowshoeing, you know, skate skiing, whatever it is for you, maybe you're just hiking uh, fat biking, if you're breathing harder outside, maybe you're still running. If you're breathing outside, then you're going to be working that much harder. Your body will be working that much harder to utilize the fluids that it has in order to humidify the air and not make it painful for you to breathe. So something to think about. And that's why in today's episode, I really want to share some hydration tips to help you stay hydrated in the colder months that we are experiencing now or ahead, depending on where you're living. And I've broken it down to about eight tips. So this would be a little quick and dirty rendition of what the heck you can do to stay hydrated. Now, I will say, full disclosure, most of these tips can actually be used for just hydrating in general. So chances are later on, especially when the the climates change, temperatures change rather in 2023, in the year ahead rather, I might be doing another episode that will reiterate the importance of hydration. And I was motivated to talk about hydration because uh, my partner actually, unfortunately, she passed out um, just this, you know, past week and had food poisoning after, you know, doing some travels and things like that to see family. So had some food poisoning, but literally passed out and hit her head on the way down and and dehydration certainly played a role in this. Uh, you know, she, <laughs> some folks are just not uh, as great 
about staying hydrated throughout the day. And I will say that is most people. And, you know, having gone through this and experienced it, you know, firsthand and and finding her (laughs) passed out, unfortunately, I'm laughing about it now. I was not laughing that day that it happened. Uh, it, It was enough to really truly inspire me and and want to talk about this especially on top of a lot of my athletes still staying incredibly active outdoors in the colder weather and you know with that heavier breathing hey you're gonna need to make sure that you're staying as hydrated as you possibly can so that's why we're talking about this damn it and chances are i'm gonna be talking about it again in a future episode just to give you just regular hydration without the without the temperature really being considered okay Now, I did talk about uh, what to do and how to stay cool in warmer temperatures. So I'm going to link that in the show notes, that episode. I believe it was episode 24. And that will be helpful for those of you that are in the different hemisphere uh, than us here in the northern hemisphere. So if you're in the southern hemisphere and you're experiencing a little bit warmer temps, great. Reference that. Maybe that'll help you. All right. But let's go ahead and dive in. So eight tips. All right. Tip number one, let's go ahead and lay down the foundation for how much water and how much fluid you should be aiming for every day. Every day, it is ideal to aim for a minimum of about 40 to 60% of your body weight in pounds. I'm sorry for the imperial, uh, you know, weight there, but take your body weight in pounds, take 40 to 60% of that. That is how many ounces of fluid you generally need throughout the day. Now, this includes mostly water and other clear liquids. Emphasis on the word clear, that's going to be ideal, you know, uh, only because I want you to be health forward. I want your health to be at, at the greatest consideration here. You know, is soda the greatest thing for you to be drinking? Not in excess, no. Same thing with coffee, which we'll talk about here in a second, but I just want you to aim for clear liquids. And you're probably going to be smart and say, well, what about 7-Up? Or what about a clear beverage? You know, what about Zevia? What about sparkling water? Those things can count as well. But please keep in mind Sprite and anything sweetened. Try to be mindful of how much of that you take in. Uh, Again, I'm not going to demonize sugar, but I just want most of your caloric intake to be mostly real food. You know, mostly, and I hate even saying real food because then that makes you think that there's fake food, which I guess in essence there is because of chemical structure and things like that, but everything's chemicals and that's a whole other tirade I can go on. I just want you to eat mostly foods that, you know, basically either previously had an eye, if you eyes or a heartbeat, if you are a non-vegetarian or vegan, or if you uh, try to aim for just less packaging in your foods, you know, there, there is a spectrum. Every food product is going to be on a spectrum from the most healthful item that you can possibly get to something that is going to be less healthful. So again, I am not here to demonize foods. I am not about that. If you've been listening to me and following me on social media at all, but I just want you to try to aim for mostly water and other clear liquids. And that is only because I want you to try to optimize your health and not say, oh, okay, well, great. I'm going to have 12 sodas in a day. Uh, you know, I, I want you to, I want you to be healthy. I want you to be as healthy as you possibly can. All right. So on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, I, you can drink too much water that can also cause you to uh, basically deplete your sodium levels in your blood, which can cause a potentially fatal condition called hyponatremia. So do not aim to drink gallons and gallons of water a day. That is way too dangerous. Please do not do that. Again, try to aim for a minimum of about 40 to 60% of your body weight in pounds in ounces of fluid. 
preferably clear liquids. Now, when it comes to caffeinated products, caffeinated products and beverages, rather, those do count and they don't necessarily dehydrate you as much as, you know, the old folklore has made you believe in the past. Studies have actually shown this to be true for at least the past 15 years or so. So this is not anything new. It's just something that I, I think a lot of us are talking about a little bit more now is just, you know, not to, again, not to demonize caffeinated products, especially coffee and tea, but it, it, it is also something that you can have in excess. Just like you can drink too much water, you can drink too many caffeinated products, especially if you're looking at energy drinks or caffeine pills or something like that. When I talk about caffeinated products in this context, I am talking about coffee, especially good old American coffee. You know, here in North America, we're going to dilute our coffee, much to the chagrin of our European counterparts. Uh, We're going to dilute our coffee with a fair amount of water, you know, unlike espresso and things like that. So you're going to have water content in the coffee that you're drinking. Studies have also, have also shown that, you know, about 70 to 120 milligrams caffeine per serving could actually help your performance in your training and in races. If you practice using it, of course, in your training, don't just test it out on race day. You might have too elevated of a heart rate and palpitations, and you might freak out a little. Uh, so trying to, trying to practice what you're going to be eating and drinking in your races in your training. Okay. (laughs) But studies have definitely shown that, you know, some level of caffeine, again, about 70 to 120 milligrams of caffeine per serving could actually help your performance, especially if you dose that beforehand. And generally speaking, it's about 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how much you, how quickly you process caffeine. Um, but generally that's the sweet spot is getting it in that time frame right before your training session. But On the other hand, remember that too much caffeine could impact your sleep, recovery, even your cortisol levels in your body, possibly, especially if you're not used to drinking caffeine. And that could ultimately impact your recovery. So please use caffeine wisely, just like with sodas and too much water. You can have too much of a good thing. You know, caffeine, it's amazing. I've been kind of slowly getting it into my into my mornings again because I, I usually drink decaf, but I've been doing a little bit of uh, meditative work, shall I say, and some uh, vagal nerve work, conditioning maybe. Uh, I'm not sure really what to call it, but I'm being more mindful of certain things and my stress response and really working on that. And I'm actually able to consume coffee and caffeinated beverages with much greater ease to the point where it doesn't, you know, aggravate my GERD or things like that, that has been aggravated in years past. So it's pretty exciting because I do love caffeine. Um, and it is one of those things, you know, and of course I do love coffee. Oh, I love coffee. Um, that's one reason why I drink decaf because I love it so much, but I didn't want to give up coffee. I did want to give up caffeine, but again, use caffeine wisely. My rule of thumb is generally to try to limit limit your caffeine or coffee intake to no more than about two cups of coffee or a typical caffeinated beverage that's comparable to that per day. And just see how that makes you feel. You know, the study that did show that caffeine or, or coffee rather did not dehydrate you versus just drinking water. That particular study, I think it was the University of Alabama at Birmingham that did that study. 
And they used four cups of coffee per day for that particular study. And that's considered a moderate amount of caffeine intake. I think it's like 200 milligrams a day, 250 milligrams a day, something like that. And that could potentially be too high of a dose for many people. Um, It just depends on kind of where your tolerance level is. But I did want to share that just in full disclosure. That way you knew kind of where these research, these studies rather have, have kind of placed the limit on caffeine and things like that. But please do keep in mind that these studies did research on folks who are used, they're used to drinking caffeine. They're used to drinking coffee. So this is not necessarily going to be the same for someone who is not used to drinking coffee because caffeine will, it does have a diuretic um, effect on you. So will make you want to urinate more. And, you know, it's just something to be more mindful of because of that. Um, but it won't necessarily dehydrate you as much as maybe folklore of yesteryears have made you believe. Okay. All right. So tip number one, again, you know, just try to get that minimum of 40 to 60% of your body weight in pounds and ounces of fluid. Generally, I'd say 50%, you know, half your body weight is going to be a great, great starting point. But tip, to, tip number two, this is where it goes a little extra. You know, we like to be a little extra, right? For every hour of activity, especially if you're breathing hard, lifting weights, going for a, a more intense bike ride or just regular bike ride, anything that's causing you to breathe a little bit more than your baseline. For every hour of activity, try to make sure that you consume an extra 16 to 20 ounces of water on top of that. And that's because during exertion, you know, you're breathing heavier. So you are, again, like I said in the beginning of this episode, your your body is trying to humidify that air that you're breathing, all right? Now, during exertion, I do highly recommend that you alternate a bottle of water with a bottle of electrolytes. So every other bottle should be a bottle of electrolytes that includes some sodium and potassium to help you replace electrolytes that you might be losing through sweat and things like that. Goal is to aim for about a three to one ratio of sodium to potassium. Again, that's three to one ratio of sodium to potassium, meaning that you're going to have three times the amount of potassium in that electrolyte versus that one portion of potassium. Basic rule of thumb is about 300 uh, milligrams of sodium to the 100 milligrams of potassium, generally speaking. Uh, That is going to be probably the most ideal formula for your body in terms of replacing electrolytes during any type of intense, you know, bouts of, of activity, you know, again, heavier breathing and things like that. Now, tip number three here is going to go an extra step. So even extra, extra is if you are, if you consider yourself a salty sweater, then you might need a little bit of a rehydration drink after your exercise or training is completed to help replenish any sodium and potassium lost. This will help you just feel a little bit more energy, will help you feel less thirsty, will help you recover better for your next training session. And what I mean by a salty sweater, you know, you can, sure, you can go to a sports lab and get this stuff done, get some tests done if you want. Honestly, just look at your clothing, you know, even like hell, is the sweat dripping down your face into your mouth on your upper lip? Is that incredibly salty or is it just mildly salty? 
you know, or do, does your clothing, especially if you wear dark colored clothing or hat or something like that, does that have a salt ring on it when it dries? So let your fitness clothes dry and then see if there's like a salty powder or substance that's, that's dried on that. Same thing on your skin. You can also really start to feel grit, um, other than the dirt and things like that, but underneath your Jersey or under your shorts and things like that, you might feel a little bit of a grit. That's not necessarily dirt or sand, but it's actually the salt that's dried from your, just from letting your, your body air dry. So these are all things to consider. And basically a rehydration drink, you know, I'm going to go ahead and link it in the show notes. Some things that are from uh, honey stinger. So I'll link to them because they have a rehydration mix. Now their mix for rehydration is actually not a three to one because three to one is, is ideal for when you are actually being physically active. Um, but after you're done and even a prehydration before your, 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 you know, daily dose of exercise, this is when you're actually going to switch that ratio of sodium potassium, and it will be a one to three ratio of sodium to potassium. So you're going to have one part of sodium to three parts potassium. So sometimes that will, those numbers will be switched between like hundred milligrams of sodium to 300 milligrams of potassium for after exercise. Now, some companies do have competing opinions of this. You know, some companies think that you should probably, um, add a little bit more sodium into that. Again, this is going to be something you should really play around with. This also depends on any, anything that maybe your doctor has recommended, whether that's like a low salt diet or things like that. Um, maybe you have high blood pressure. These are all just things to consider. Now, of course, I, you know, I never want to go against any type of heart organizations that literally study blood pressure for a living. Um, but you know, some, anecdotal and like small, small studies have shown that it, it can be very beneficial for athletes, even if they do experience a little bit of high blood pressure to supplement with some sort of sodium. So again, I want to take this with a grain of salt, <laughs> pun intended, but you know, it's just something to consider. Okay. Generally speaking, if you do have high blood pressure, talk to your physician, of course, but that could also mean that, you know, you might just need to enhance or include a little bit more potassium rich foods things like potatoes, sweet potatoes, bananas, some squashes, things like that. Um, and of course some vegetables. So just something to think about, but if you are a salty sweater, definitely make sure that you rehydrate afterwards with some more electrolytes. So that's tip number three. Tip number four, let's be real. Water is boring. It, it tastes like nothing. It is just, it just is. There is no real flavor to it unless you're in New Jersey and you're drinking the Newark airport water or, oh God, Philadelphia, Philadelphia's airport actually doesn't really have so great water. Um, keep in mind, I'm spoiled. I live in Denver. We, we have amazing, like even the tap water is amazing here, at least in my part of town. I know some of the older parts of town, the tap water can taste less ideal, but water, it just is, you know, it doesn't necessarily have a, a good flavor profile and there's nothing appealing to it. So my tip number four is to flavor your water in order to give it greater appeal in order to enhance your desire to even drink it in the first place. So this includes, you know, squeezing a fresh lemon or a lime, or maybe adding some fruit like sl- sliced strawberries. All of these things can help and, j- and just let the water sit either at room temperature, if you prefer that, or, you know, in the fridge in a little bottle or something like that. 
You can even add a daily hydration powder. And again, I'll link one in, in the show notes here for Honey Stinger because they do have a um, like a pre-hydration mix that actually tastes really good. And it's one of those things, it's 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 their prepare line. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it's strawberry lemonade flavored. And it's just something you can kind of add to it. Now, again, the ratio for the, that beverage is going to be one to three sodium to potassium ratio. Okay, so again, we're not trying to increase your sodium intake through this. We're just trying to help, you know, replenish any fluid lost, uh, you know, any type of electrolytes lost just from your regular day-to-day activity. But flavoring your water can definitely help a lot. So I highly recommend that. And then that leads me to tip number five, because hey, water, again, not very appealing. However, food, much more appealing. So try to eat more foods that have higher water content. This especially includes things like vegetables, fruits, and things like that uh, versus, you know, a dry item, like a, a dry bar that you're getting, like a dry dehydrated dehydrated fruit does not have uh, much fluid in it, if anything at all. It does none. So be mindful. But this is when things, you know, such as greens and asparagus and any type of fruits, especially berries and citrus fruits, all of these things have water content. So try to eat more foods that have higher water content. I'm not saying to include these items with that daily dose of water that you should be aiming for, you know, right around 50% of your body weight. These are just a bonus. So eating higher water content foods is just going to be a bonus. All right. So consider that a little, a little extra, extra, extra. Okay. And that takes us into tip number six. So we're in the last couple of tips here. Tip number six, I really recommend that you start every morning off with a large glass of water. Seriously, first thing after you use the restroom, drink a big glass of water. You know, something larger basically than an eight ounce glass of water. The reason for this is because it can get you in the habit of drinking early and just getting you in the habit of drinking, period, much more. And, you know, we're trying to build that habit of drinking more. And in order to build that habit, you're going to have to drink a little bit more every day. And the best way is to start off strong because then guess what? You get an instant win in the morning. First thing after you're done, you wake up, you use the restroom, you get an instant win. Boom. I, you just had a 16 ounce glass of water. You already are off onto a good foot. And, you know, sometimes for me, I will say I, hands down, still to this day, I always drink a 16 ounce glass of water every morning after I go to the bathroom. I come downstairs. It's the first thing I do. Then I refill it. And that's that second glass is what I'm going to be drinking at breakfast time, in addition to the coffee that I'm drinking. So by the time I'm done with breakfast, I am almost done. I'm about at least 36 ounces of water in for my day. 36 ounces because I'm counting my my coffee. And I drink one of those Yeti 20 ounce things of coffee. So it's not all coffee. It is a little bit of milk and things like that. And milk again, has some water in it. So it's one of those things that boom, I'm already off onto a great step and I already feel really great and rehydrated and I'm firing on all cylinders. And I will say sometimes in the morning, I do make a little like morning margarita that a former coach of mine that I used to work with, shout out to her. Uh, she encouraged me to try this, you know, and it's just basically a little piece of lemon juice you squeeze it in there and then add a pinch of like salt or himalayan salt or anything like that just to add flavor and you know boost your day there is no secret 
to lemon water or salty lemon water. It just, it, it honestly just tastes good. It tastes great. And after being, you know, without hydrating for the past seven to nine hours while I was sleeping, I will say it, it feels really good to drink, you know, my morning margarita without the alcohol. So something to think about again, just start your morning off strong see how that feels. And if 60 ounces seems like too much, I don't care. Just do something that's greater than a little tiny eight ounce glass of water. All right. So try to get like a 10 ounce glass of water or 12 ounce glass of water, whatever it is, just try to make it larger than those little dinky, like short cups. Okay. (laughs) That's my tip. All right. Last couple tips here. Tip number seven is to carry a water bottle around with you and refill it as needed. So I... I like to recommend my to my athletes that they aim to keep track of how many times they refill their water bottle throughout the day in addition to their morning glass of water and evening and things like that because then it can kind of gamify it for them. You know, if you have like a 20-ounce glass of water or a 20-ounce bottle, reusable bottle that you're using throughout the day, then great. You know you need to refill that at least three times a day if you're aiming for 60 ounces of water per day, right? So... What I usually recommend is is adding some some rubber bands to the bottle and just wrap them from the bottom to the top or from the top to the bottom, whatever works best for you. And whenever you refill that water bottle and you get through one, great, move the rubber band from whatever direction down to where you it shows that indicates to you that you've had that bottle of water. That way you have a visual and a visual reminder without having to get like a super fancy bottle or anything like that. It helps guide you and motivate you and gamifies it for you to get into that refill mode, you know, to keep refilling that bottle of water throughout the day. And this is a really good tip for folks, whether you work from home or an office, but especially if you're working from an office, because then you are making yourself leave your desk, go to the local water fountain or refill station or what have you, and refill your bottle. Take a break. Take a breather. You need to take a breather. And especially if you work from home, you know, sometimes if you're like me, I could work from home for hours on end without really taking a break, right? Except to go to the bathroom or something. This will help you step away from your work, step away from your desk, reset your mind and help you refocus the attention back on to you and not just your work. So I really recommend carrying a water bottle around with you, refill it as needed, make it a game. All right. And then that takes me to the last tip. Last, but certainly not least, try to drink warmer fluids or at least room temperature fluids. This is especially important during colder months because a lot of the time what I hear are people are like, you know, the water is too cold for me to drink. Okay, then you should try to drink warmer fluids, maybe a hot tea. There's plenty of tea out there that don't have caffeine that, you know, like are, I mean, literally there are, there are more flavors of tea than there are coffee. So eh, you have options. And if you don't like tea, that's fine. Just drink room temperature fluids. My recommendation is to have like a large Nalgene bottle, fill it up first thing in the morning, you know, maybe at least 32 ounce bottle or something like that. And don't put it in the fridge. And, and make sure that the bottle is not one of those like temperature saving bottles, you know, like a, 
there's a word for this, <laughs> like, like, I almost want to say climate controlled, a climate controlled bottle. Uh, no, damn it. What is the word I'm trying to think of? Oh my God, it's escaping me right now. And I don't have it in my notes in front of me. Um, like a thermos, like a temperature regulating bottle, you know? So don't put it in a temperature regulating bottle unless you're trying to keep the, the temperature warm, for example, you know, or cold. So I definitely use an insulated, insulated is the word. I use an insulated bottle. <laughs> I knew it was going to come to me eventually. Maybe I should increase my caffeine intake. I don't know. Uh, but no, I use an insulated bottle. You know, I have Yeti. I have one option that's a Yeti bottle uh, that I really do like. And it has a nice little like mouth guard on it. So it's easy to sip from and things like that. You can also buy ones that have straws and, and whatever, which is another tip uh, that I probably should have added. But I like the Nalgene bottles during the winter because they are not insulated. They're just regular plastic bottles. And I just fill fill it and then leave it at room temperature if I'm not feeling like I want to drink a cold beverage. So if you don't want to drink cold beverages, then don't drink cold beverages. Drink room temperature fluids, drink warmer fluids, whatever it is. The main point is you've got to stay hydrated because you know, that is going to make such a big difference on just, you know, your clarity of thinking and well, (laughs) maybe I wasn't a good example a moment ago, but, uh, your clarity of thinking and just your ability to have more energy and your ability to kind of shed any type of extra water weight that you might be holding onto. And and you're just going to feel better. You're going to have better bowel movements. You're going to have, you know, clearer urination. And that's the goal. That is really the goal. And whatever it is, you know, for you, if you need to have tea or just have room temperature fluid, make it work for you. Another thing to consider is drinking out of straws. Like I mentioned a moment ago, sometimes drinking out of straws can be a little bit easier for most people. It all depends. You know, we're all different. Personally, I don't really like to drink from straw. Um, I just drink out of a pint glass all day, a 16 ounce glass, and I keep refilling it. Except when I'm going into the gym, then I'm taking my 20 ounce bottle of water um, that's insulated from Comba, so the Colorado Mountain Biking Association, and I refill that throughout the day. So that's just me. That's just what works for me. But hopefully, hopefully, some of these tips have been really helpful for you. Okay. Ultimately, when it comes to the amount of water that you should be aiming for in a day, I gave you a good baseline of anywhere between you know forty to sixty percent of your body weight in pounds drink that amount in ounces of fluid. Example, I'm about 120 pounds. So yeah, I'm aiming for a minimum of 60 ounces per day. All right. Personally, I like to drink closer to 80 ounces, upwards of 100, especially on days that I'm active, I'm breathing heavy. I'm doing things. I I talk a fair amount with work. So I, with talking and all of this stuff and activity, I'm losing more fluids through my breath and through my talking and things like that. So I'm trying to aim for an amount that feels good for me, all right? Ultimately, when it comes to the amount of water that you're drinking in the day, look to your toilet. So when you go to the restroom, if your pee is crystal clear, looks like you're you're peeing out water, you might be overhydrating, okay? If your urine is darker and, you know, especially if it's like closer to like a dark, dark yellow bordering brown, you've got to hydrate a little bit more. So that's kind of the scale of where you'll find it. Um, I'll see if I can actually find a urine scale. 
I should have one in my notes on my computer and I might be able to include it in the show notes or I'll find at least a link to one on online that I'll share with you in the show notes. Check that out. And um, that's going to be the best scale for you to kind of dictate how much and decide how much water you're drinking and, and how well hydrated you are. Okay. So I'm giving you the rule of thumb for tip number one, but Again, I'm giving you a little bit of a, a grievance here, a little bit of a range rather. Okay, so tip number one, again, aim for that ideal amount. Try not to drink too much because that can be dangerous. Tip number two, every hour of activity, you need to make sure that you consume an extra 16 to 20 ounces of water on top of how much water you should be drinking in a day. All right, because again, tip number one was just the minimum. Tip number three, if you are a salty sweater, then you need to rehydrate with some electrolytes and things like that after your workouts. Number four, flavor your water for greater appeal. Whether that's lemons, limes, fruit, adding some hydration powder, whatever it is for you, just make it taste good. And then tip number five, try to eat more foods with higher water content. Again, vegetables, fruits are ideal. Number six, start every morning off with a large glass of water first thing in the morning after you use the restroom. Number seven, carry a water bottle around with you and refill as needed. Make it a game, add some rubber bands, keep the count going, and just make it fun, all right? And then tip number eight, drink warmer fluids or room temperature fluids. If you just find you can't drink cold fluids, you know, don't don't force yourself to do something you don't like. There's no point in that. If this stuff was helpful, I would love for you to share this episode on your social media tag me in it at shift human performance. I would be forever grateful for that. Seriously. And if you feel like you need some coaching along the way, and believe me, you are worth it, then hit the link in the show notes to apply to work with me so we can set up a quick chemistry call to make sure we're a good fit for your goals. That's all I have for you today, friend. And I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day and that you manage to stay even more hydrated this winter.